Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jackie Ryan, finally doing this. Thanks for coming on. I know you get asked to do a million podcasts, so I'm humbled you said yes, brother. Oh, no problem, Mike. Sorry, uh, I'm a busy boy. If I'm not at my daughter's basketball game or soccer game, I'm at the gym or I'm playing ball myself. It's only been 10 years in the making. I was working my real job. I see you walking around Greenpoint, uh, Greenpoint, Brooklyn, spinning a basketball. I make my partner pull over so I get a picture with you. I was always a fan. Little did I know they were filming a documentary on you. Now you have a movie. Is it wild to be recognized not only for basketball fans but after Netflix to be known all over? Is that is that different for you? Uh, no, I was always a ham. I love, I love it. I love the attention. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, basketball's been my life. It wasn't too good early on. You know, I always did the wrong thing. I went to three high schools, four colleges, got thrown out of everywhere, had 17 Division One offers to play basketball. One of them was St. John's when St. John's was, the, the you know, the thing back in the day, uh, signed a letter of intent to go play at Ohio University, and they call me back a week later saying, Jack, you got a 1.9 grade average. You can't come here. So that really took the air out of me. I wound up going to four different colleges, and, uh, you know, I was a coach's worst nightmare, teacher's worst nightmare, and a parent's worst nightmare. Jack, what but, was uh, Wait, You know, my family, my dad grew up in Brooklyn. Was it just the hard-headedness of being Brooklyn? Did you want to be a class clown? What exactly was it growing up that you were always so difficult because – Peter Vesey, these guys have said you were the iconic guy, the best high school basketball player. What was it? Well, I just, you know, I was never a bad kid. Couldn't get out of my own way. You know, never thought I'd get caught at anything. Uh, Couldn't sit still. ADHD. My mom took me to the doctor as a young kid. And he said, uh, over hyperactive. Today, I would have been on medicine. Uh, But yeah, couldn't sit still. Class clown. Got thrown out of every classroom I've ever been in. I had a rough relationship with my dad who... uh, my nickname was Fucko, and uh, <laughs> yeah, way to you know get a lot of confidence when somebody's calling you Fucko, right? And uh, so I was just a just a wild kid, couldn't get out of my way, you know, and just spiral down. And you know, until at the age of thirty-five, my mom's helping me pay the rent, and I had suicidal thoughts. Uh, that was New Year's Eve of nineteen ninety-six, going into nineteen ninety-seven. And then in May of 1997, I got discovered, uh, and I became a Harlem Wizard, and boom, that was it. That 180 ch- changed my life. It changed your life, and you speak so much about your dad in the movie, in the documentary. How is it now? Because you have a crazy life, but I want to congratulate you on your beautiful and talented daughter. I saw she just signed a letter of intent to go to Pace, right, Morgan? Yes, uh, yes, be- my baby. Yeah, like that brings you so much joy, like when you do the dribbling in front of the kids and stuff. Being a basketball star and having a daughter now, it's like the in thing. Kobe made it popular with his hashtag girl dad. I saw on Instagram you met him. Tell me where uh, where and how you met Kobe. So we performed for him, and he did not even know it because he was in the back. They were bringing out uh, a new shoe of his at Nike Town on 57th Street in New York City, and we were hired by someone to perform for the crowd before he came out now. Up until this point, Morgan and I, we had a daddy and daughter show where we did uh, 
uh, halftime shows for the New York Knicks, for the Philadelphia 76ers, St. John's, UPenn, Notre Dame. You know, we had a really nice father and daughter act, and we did this for Kobe. And, you know, we were done, and we had his uniform on, and we were just behind the robes. We were going to watch him come out, and, man, he came out. He saw Morgan, and he went beeline right to Morgan, and he tickled her, and he said, hey, what's your name? <laughs> and up until this point, I'm hearing all these bad things about Kobe, how difficult is he is. You know, he is, and he's an asshole and all this. And I'm like, he's playing with Morgan. I'm like, I mean, nothing wrong with this guy. He's, he's whooping on my daughter. And I said, Kobe, can we take a picture? And I said, sure. And we got that picture, you know. So when, when, when he passed away, that really killed me because I see him with his daughter. That's how I am with my daughter. It's just where, you know, we're inseparable. And it's just, uh, it's a great love. Beautiful. How great is that bond now? Because you and your daughter can bond over basketball and the father-daughter stuff. Do you just love watching her play? And, Jack, are you critical of her when she plays? Does she play like you or well, is she more a team player? <laughs> no, she's a team player and she plays defense. She didn't get that from me. But that's from the um, and so what's exciting now, like just a couple of weeks ago, we played together and we got on the court with guys that are 20 and 30 years old and we held the court. We went 8-0 and and that was the end of the games. I mean, we didn't lose. Wow. And, you know, I think wow. it was it was Christmas Eve. We played again. And uh, one of the games, she had most of the points against some very good competition of guys. Um, and that that day, we won most of our games. So it's that's, you know, so much fun. I did that with her mom when I first met her mom. Her mom was a two-time All-American and played pro in Portugal. And... That was our thing. You know, we would just get on the bicycles and go all over New York City and play. One guy at 2nd Avenue and 68th Street, I remember the park, Julia Richmond High School Playground. The guy I knew is a little cocky, little five foot ten Italian guy. He came up to me, hey, Jack, what's up? He's like, you're not going to let the girl play, are you? I was like, yeah, she's all right. Don't worry. About <laughs> the way we got matched up is he was covering her. Well, she manhandled him. He didn't get one rebound. He didn't score. At the end of the game, we won easily. You know, at the end of the game, you go, hey, good game, high five, good game. Yeah, yeah. He ran to he ran to his backpack, and he just walked out the park. I never saw him again. <laughs> he might have went to the Brooklyn Bridge and went swimming. Your, da- your daughter, does she just watch basketball like you? Is she consumed with it? Yeah, as she got o- older and older, like now she's really consumed with it, and she loved it, loves it so much, and she's got so much heart and passion about it you know when she was younger come on morgan let's practice ah, i don't know no. yeah. now it's her telling me dad i'm going to train with this guy dad let's play ball here dad let's get some shots up and so she's it, it's all her that that pace university scholarship that's that's all her hard work jack there's so many stories about you one of my favorite stories is you playing against david robinson in navy tell me about your first half and that famous 360 layup because this kind of altered your career a little bit didn't it Oh, it sure did. That's when I got thrown off the team. So we're playing against Navy. And, uh, you know, we didn't know we were playing against David Robinson. He was a freshman then, and he was six foot six. Later on, a few years later, talking to my friends, he's like, yo, we played against David Robinson. I'm like, no way. Um, and so playing in the first half, I'm playing, and, you know, I'm doing, doing well. They had this little point guard, Willie Jett was his name. And he was a Jet. He was like five seven, five eight. Anyway, he was in my jock, and we were playing, and I drove to the baseline, and 
I went to take like a baseline jumper and the way I jumped or the way he hit me, I started to spin and I just went all the way around. I did the full, the full 360. And as I was shooting it, the coach was yelling for my boy Turk to get in for me because I was doing the 360. Well, it, it went in and out. It didn't go in. It wouldn't matter even if it did go in. Coach took me out after the game. He said, how can you do that? And you embarrassed me in front of my friends by doing that 360. You are uh, the weekend before we were in uh, we were in Michigan. He goes, I heard what you did in Michigan. I broke curfew Friday and Saturday night. That's when I got the nickname uh, Two Tone Jack. My friends gave it to me because I was with a white girl on Friday and a black girl on Saturday. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, somebody ratted me out on the team to the coach that I broke curfew and all. And then after I did that 360, he said, "That's it. That's it. I had it with you. I heard what you did in in Chicago and you know, Michigan. No, it was Chicago actually." Heard what you did in Chicago. You come to practice drunk on Saturday mornings. I've had it with you. And I was like, thank God. I'm done with basketball. I'm done with coaches. I'm going I'm going to the parks and be the king of the park. And that's what I did. And, and you did. You went to West 4th Street, the cage. You dominated there. Now, listen, I've had Peter Vesey on a couple times, you know, Hall of Famer, basketball historian. When did you meet him? And when did he take such, such a liking to you and tell you about it? Because he got you a tryout with the Nets. Oh man, I love that guy. You know, when I, you know, growing up and I'd have a temper and even at the Y where I met Peter Vesey at the 14th street Y I'd kick the ball into the tiles. I hope all the tiles would fall down. We'd have to stop the game and sweep up. And you know, I don't, Pete never came up and said, look, you're a fucking asshole. Get out of the gym. And Pete is known to you mess up. You know, Pete has had fights on the basketball court, Uh but he just, for some reason, just, let it go, let him say anything, and, you know, playing. And then uh, one day he said, you know, Jack, I can get your tryout. Uh, I can get your tryout. You're better than a lot of the guys that are in the NBA now. And I said no. I was about 22 or 23 years old. And then, you know, playing after that at West Fourth, all these leagues and everything, people saying, what are you doing? You should be playing somewhere. I went back to Pete at 27 years old. Can you still get me to try out? He spoke to Willis Reed from the Nets. And got me to try out because of Pete. And uh, I played the second day. I tore my knee up doing suicide drills. I finished the camp out. Last day, Bill Fitch, God rest his soul, he just passed away a few days ago, um, came up to me. He goes, look, you're not going to make it this time around. He goes, I know you hurt your knee. Come back, ne- fix your knee. Come back next year. You don't need Pete Bessie. I was like, okay. So even though I got cut, I felt good that Bill Fitch gave me some nice props and uh, – I wound up having knee surgery, three knee surgeries from the same injury. And then when I was 32, I called Pete up. I was like, Pete, I'm back. Can you get me another tryout? And he said, you were too old at 27. Wow. Hey, now, now Jack, you're, you're drinking. It was talked about, I think, exaggerated a little bit in the Netflix documentary. But you mentioned on New Year's Eve in 96 or 97, you were in a really dark place, suicidal. How'd you deal with that? And how'd you overcome that? So first of all, you know, Turk, I love my boy Turk, but he never came to one bar with me. <laughs> I drank, I drank like most of my average friends drank. Um, you know, I, if I missed a day, if I missed a, uh, a day at Manhattan Beach at 9 a.m. or Sunday 9 a.m., I would be so mad. And once in a while, I would overdo it where I couldn't wake up, where I overslept, I didn't play basketball. Playing basketball was way more important to me than drinking. My big problem back then was anger. 
anger was my problem, which had a lot to do with my father. And if I messed up on the basketball court, I would punch myself in the face and pull my hair out and pull my pants down. I would go <laughs> insane, insane. But uh, drinking? No, I, I wouldn't say drinking was my problem. But I know Netflix comes across, my movie comes across like I was this big alcoholic. No, yeah. not at all. And now you mentioned that your life changed when the Harlem Wizards, because listen, you're a white dude from Brooklyn. The Harlem Wizards wanted you. How'd that come about? So uh, we played at a pro-am team, a pro-am league at the 14th Street Y. And playing against, there's this one coach that he was going crazy. He didn't know who I was. And the first time I played against him, I had 40-something points on his team. And he's screaming, get that guy, get it. And he starts yelling at me, you suck, you suck. I'm like, are you kidding me? You finished with 40-something points. <laughs> Fucking nut. Right? So we play him again, and the same thing. The next thing you know, he, after the game, he's like, listen, we got a game down, and we're playing in a pro-am tournament in Florida. You want to come? I want you to play on my team. And I knew all the guys that were going. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'd love to. So I give him my number and stuff. Then he calls me the next day. All right, it's great that you're coming, but this is what it's going to cost. This for the flight and this for the hotel. I had like 35 cents in my pocket. I said, yeah. I said, yeah, I can't. I got no money. I was like, oh, that's too bad. That's too bad. I uh, I really would have liked to have you. Okay, bye. Hung up. He called me back a few weeks late, a few days later. It's like, listen, I really want you on the team. I got you. I'm going to pay for your trip to come down to Florida. I was like, okay, great. So I go down to Florida. Before one of the games, I'm spinning the ball on my thumb. I had my arm straight down near my, near, you know, at my thigh. And he comes over. And he's like, Jesus, Jackie, how the hell you do that? I'm like, what? That's nothing. Watch this. And showed him some tricks. And he goes, I can get you try out with the Harlem Wizards. And I put my arms up. I said, I'm white. Because that doesn't matter. The way you can play basketball, you do these basketball tricks, I'm going to get you a tryout. So one thing led to another. And boom, I became a Harlem Wizard in June of 1997. And I have to say this. I see you on stage uh, at half court of the Nick game, all these games, during parades, putting on shows for the kids. The way they smile, they flip out. You, you're a showman. You love this. This has to be better than dropping 30 at the cage because you just seem so happy when you like – these kids are glowing when they meet you. Is it the best feeling? Oh, uh, uh, definitely. Kids are my fuel. I would rather perform in front of 400 kids than score 60 points at, at West 4th Street. Um, it's so funny. I've been doing this for 25 years now that – it happened to me again yesterday uh, where like adults come up to me with beards <laughs> and their eyes are wide open. Hey, Blackjack! Hey, Blackjack! You were at my birthday party. You were at the Knicks camp. Stop it. I saw you at my you were at my friend's bar mitzvah. They're they're adults and they're they're they're, they're just you think they won lotto. I love it. Because, like, I remember when you said this: keep your arm in when you shoot, keep your elbow in when you're shooting. I was the guy that you spun the basketballs on. That's what the guy said yesterday. I was the guy at camp that I came up and you spun two basketballs on. <laughs> the only one. So, uh, Jack, Jack, on your Instagram, you have pictures with you and Magic, Jason Kidd, and all these other stars. Do you play against them? Have you scrimmaged them? Because you're always in uniform. You're always sweating. Have you ever played with those dudes? Uh, the Magic Johnson tournament was at Basketball City, and we won his tournament. And the prize to win it was to play against some of his friends. Well, some of his friends didn't show up. Um, so that never happened. He said he was going to come back. Never did. Um, so... It was the, it, it, one of the games we're playing, and Magic's watching our game. You know, there was a lot of teams, but this, maybe word got around or whatever. And so we're playing, and he's watching, and he, I know he's looking at me, and because he's watching me, I'm stepping it up. And, and then in between one of the points, he said, 
you ain't doing that to me. I forget oh. what I did. And I'm like looking at him. This is when he was, you know, he's on all the steroids and sure. he's gigantic. And I'm like, dude, there ain't no way you can cover me. That's really how I felt. And so, uh, yeah, it never happened. But, uh, yeah, I would I would have lit magic up. True or false, did you have like this epic one-hour-long game with uh, Chris Mullen of Horse? Is that true? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did that. And uh, I forget. It was it was very close. It was a tie at the at the college game uh, playing horse. Then we went to the NBA line, and he destroyed me. I'm, I can't shoot just a couple of feet. My, <laughs> I don't even shoot the same way. And then we played one-on-one, and I was, you know, 32, 33. I felt I was still in my prime. And they said Chris Mullen was slow. I couldn't get away from him to get my shot off. Really? I, like, I could not get away from him to get my shot off. Yeah. Jack Ryan, yeah, ready? He, he, you ready to finish up with three quick kick questions? I only, I only have a 20 minutes. One, three quick kick questions before we finish up? Let's go. Coolest person in your phone right now that if you texted them, they would text you right back? Wally Serbiak. Ooh, that's a, I have a few, good answer. Wally Serbiak's one of them. How about this? One basketball game you wish you could have witnessed live? Ooh, one basketball game I wish I could have witnessed. Uh, maybe Steph Curry breaking the three-point uh, record. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, especially because you're a shooter. How about this one? One uh, coolest piece, if any. I know you're a cool dude. Coolest piece of memorabilia that you own. Do you, you own any memorabilia? No, none. I just have all my own memorabilia. Peter Vesey praised you. He's criticized you. Like only Pete can. You know, Peter's the only guy who can say the nicest thing and then the meanest thing. He calls you the one of the greatest shooters he's ever seen. But in the same sentence, he says you were you were one of the biggest waste of talent in history of basketball. But then he says Jackie Ryan is a legend. He's in the category of Pee Wee Kirkland, Earl the Goat, Joe Hammond. Did you ever meet or play with any of those like New York City streetball legends? I met Pee Wee Kirkland when we had the. Uh... Uh, uh, doing it in the park premiere. I sure, yeah. Uh, he was a very nice guy, really good guy, and we talked a little bit. And I'm like, uh, he's like, Jack, you ever play up at Rucker? I said, No, I never played up here. I said, You ever play down in uh, West Fourth? I said, The 80s was hot. Yeah. He's like, No, nah, no, nah, I didn't go down there. I was in jail all of the 80s. That's what he said. <laughs> Jack Ryan, you have completely changed your life. You're this proud father. I'll be at some of the Pace games. Hopefully, you'll be there. We'll link up, maybe have a beer afterwards. But listen, Jack, give the plug where everyone can follow you, contact you, see your awesome pitches on Instagram. Give everything. All right. Black Jack Ryan 21 Instagram. That's it. That's where I put all my basketball stuff. It's and, on uh, Instagram. And you got awesome videos of you at halftime of the Nick game, hanging out with Kobe. You do it all. Jack, God bless you, my friend. Thank you for doing this, and I can't wait to meet up with you again, brother. Awesome, Mike. Thanks for the interview, brother. Jack, talk soon, brother. Okay, talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.